Uh, Dan Orlovsky joins us here on the Harbor One Hotline. Dan, thanks for taking the time this week. We appreciate it. Good to be with you guys. How's everyone doing? How's everyone doing? We're we're doing well. We've been kicking around, okay. you know, Mac Jones's Week One performance and <laughs> how we feel about it. Uh, how we feel about another loss where they don't come through in the fourth quarter. It looked better. I liked what I saw, and yet at the end of the day, even if the the process was better. It was a similar result to what it's been the first two years with Mac Jones. How did you feel about Mac in week one? I thought Mac played fantastic. Looked like, you know, Mac is rookie year. Um, I understand the disappointment of the loss. It's also the team that was one play away from losing the Super Bowl and, and went down two plus scores early on in that game in inclement weather. So, while winning and losing is the only thing that matters, the process of how to win also does matter. And so, you know, for Mac, it was such a better distribution of the football, such a greater understanding of what he was doing with the ball, the timing, the trust of when it was coming out of his hands. Some of those throws to Hunter Henry touchdown, both born touchdowns. You know, when he cuts it loose and the belief, I thought Bill O'Brien was fantastic, shockingly. Um, when it came to how he schemed things up and attacked Philadelphia, a lot with their bunch concepts. We're getting into that a little bit on NFL Live today, too. So, you know, the reality is this. It's a loss. No no question about it. But if they can play that way for the majority of the games this year, they're going to be significantly improved and better than people think. And they are two sideline one inch away with a foot or a drag of a toe, two sideline throws away from maybe winning that game. And that's a lot to be kind of encouraged about. Dan, this is kind of a natural question, I think, because of who the Patriots are facing this week in the Miami offense. Do you feel like Mac has enough of a supporting cast around him in terms of his (laughs) weapons? Not in relation to the duties about the play again. No. Does he have enough? Um, no, he does not. He doesn't have enough in relation to can we compete and score enough with enough firepower given everybody at the top of the conference other than maybe Kansas City in, in, the, in the totality of the group. Obviously, Patrick has tra- Travis. But, no, if we're just being candid, he's got good players. I'm not minimizing the guys that he has. And, again, we're really encouraged by some of the young guys, Douglas and, and Boutte. But, it, no, of course he doesn't. And it's unrealistic to think that he's going to be able to have and go haymaker for haymaker. You know, Tua last week threw for 450 yards and scored 37 but he also went up against a team that had Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Gerald Everett, Quentin Johnson, a first-round pick, and Austin Eckler. So I don't think so. I think that realistically they're probably in the bottom four or bottom five when it comes to the skill position groups and talent in their conference. And and so I think that speaks for itself. There's this stat that's been going around the last couple of days that I think surfaced first during that game on Sunday against the Eagles, which is that the the Patriots with Mac Jones have not been able to overcome a team when the other team scores 25 points or more. Would you say that has more to do with the quarterback play and the style of play or the weapons that he has around him just because you mentioned Tua being able to put up that many points against the Chargers? Yeah, it's it's always both. It's never a singular one, but I certainly lean towards 
kind of the people that are around and the play calling, let's just be very brutally honest. Uh, Okay, I try to do my job as honest as I can, but there's natural biases. I don't care what anyone says. Am I a fan of Mac Jones? 100%. Did I like him out of college, and did I think he should go three to San Francisco? 100%. Do I like the kid? I've met him two or three times. I like the kid. Who's the best? Who are the three best skill position people Mac has played with in his NFL career? Oh, Jacoby I mean, Myers, Hunter Henry, Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, something like that. Maybe we're leaving one out, but yeah, it's not good. It's not sure. good. Okay, so so the fact that there is even you know in many ways, and I've said this, Mac is in it, no question. It's indisputable. Been set up to not do well with if we take the combination of the coaching and the people around. And if you mean to, my argument is always this: like if I took Mac Jones and I put him in Miami. Is the national vantage point about Mac Jones incredibly different than it is? 100%. If I took Mac Jones, and I'll take an even a lesser group, because that might be the extreme example. Like, if I took Mac Jones and I placed him on the New York Jets, right now the Jets are still a lock, bona fide Super Bowl contender because of Alan Lazard and Garrett Wilson. So, absolutely. He'd be perfect for them right now. Um, so, uh, no, it's it, it, it hasn't been good enough. Um, and, and I think that's the, the charge is I hope that Mac plays for the majority of this season the way he did in week one. And the kind of presumptive feeling is if we get the guy, the necessary people around him, he's going to be really good for a long time. And I feel strongly about that. I do. All right, so Dan, you take the Patriots and Mac Jones, who you're encouraged by, certainly after his first week. You take the, into account the fact that the Jets are going to be without Aaron Rodgers all season long. How much higher is the bar now for the Patriots maybe than it was before the season started, in your mind? Yeah, I, I am more encouraged, absolutely. You know, I, I would have told you before the season started, I have them at fourth in the division and by a pretty fair margin. Uh, watching how well the defense played in week one, I would say this. I have not seen Lane Johnson and Jordan Mailata, the two tackles for Philadelphia. I have not. I don't know if I've ever seen them get pushed around the way that the big fellows up front, specifically Judon for New England, pushed those two tackles around. So the way that the defense played, I think we all thought they were going to be really good. Christian was awesome. Um I was really, really, again, encouraged and intrigued. You know, Bill O'Brien did such a good job uh, using Zeke in certain ways. You know, they go down 14 nothing. I liked Zeke, Zeke's usage. I thought Mike Gesicki was used in the right way. You know, the bunch concepts that I kind of mentioned before were fantastic. They were close on a couple of screens, obviously hit one later. You know, really good in, with the times they went to play action. So, I am intrigued with their with their offense, and I think their offense got a chance to be a little bit better than I initially thought. So how high is the bar? We know the division's phenomenal. I can't rule out Zach Wilson playing better football than he did last year. Um, I'm not sitting here telling everyone he's going to become, you know, Patrick, but um, seeing how poorly uh, Buffalo played the other night, I have a little bit more concern with them than I did going into week one. So, they can contend. I think that they can they can contend in a lot of football games. Just to be clear, contend for okay, you, you maybe just answered it. Contend for a playoff spot, probably more so than than a Super Bowl. In the East. Uh, so no, oh, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Contend for a contend playoff for a spot. Con- spot. Contend for a yeah, spot. Yeah, I think okay. so. 
That's something. So, yeah. Okay. No, that's that's definitely not nothing. That's that's really you know our low bar goal for the team this year. So let me ask you. I I, I watched some of what you were doing. Um, you know, breaking down plays and looking at the Dolphins' offense and the McDaniel scheme. I'm sure you're look. I'm sure you're looking forward to Bill's scheme against the McDaniel scheme, which you said really has yeah. no answers. Man or zone, Tyreek Hill. Does Bill have answers for that defense? Uh, that offense, rather. My guess is that Bill is going to pressure him and play a ton of that pass off cover zero and try to force the ball out of his hands quickly and tackle really well in space. Um, I I think that he'll try to put hands on both Tyreek and Jalen at the the line of scrimmage. You know, the really interesting part is going to be how they match Miami's 21 personnel. Because if they're going to continue, and not continue, it's week one. If they, you know, when they put Alec Engle, that fullback on the field, it's kind of like how New England used to do it years ago. With who was the fullback from Navy? Gosh, I forget his name. Um, uh, well, and they not, would put I mean, him. You're talking about Devlin? Devlin wasn't Navy, but you're talking about Devlin? Yeah, Pat Devlin. I'm sorry. Maybe not Navy or Army or something. One of those, I believe, um, kind of forces schools. But the wet, when they put Ingold on the field and use him in such different ways, it forces defenses and it'll force Bill to figure out, okay, are we because they can still run it a little bit? So are we trying to keep big people on the field to slow the run a little bit? Are we trying to play in nickel so we have better coverage? Are we putting three safeties on the field? Where's Kyle going to play? My guess is he'll dare Miami to run the football way more than than the Chargers did. Uh, can Bill do it? Absolutely. I just it's going to be fascinating to watch how he goes about doing it. All right, we'll be watching you on NFL Live this week. Dan Orlovsky of ESPN. We'll be talking to you next week, every Wednesday at 3.30, all football season long. Dan, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, guys. Have a good afternoon. Thanks, Dan. All right, Dan Orlovsky is all our guests. Joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. You know, I heard Bill talking about this earlier today. The uh, Mike McDaniel scheme, it's a Kyle scheme is what he said. Kyle Shanahan scheme. And he referenced the fullback. And that's what Orlovsky is referencing there. You know, that that really is the pivot in the offense. If you're going to go small, we're going to run it down your throat uh, is at least the threat from that offense. And if you're going to play it big, well, then we're going to throw all over you. And so does Bill dare them to run? That's an interesting answer. Uh, if I'm the Dolphins, I'm not dumb enough dare to take you it. you to run. He, but but he, he used to do that to Peyton Manning. Yep. He used to do that to Peyton Manning all the time. Dared him to run, Mego, is exactly dare what Dare you to run. <laughs> Wait, what is that song? Today never uh, it's been playing. It's been playing in a spot. It's a, uh, was it, was it? Was it, it, it a, in a commercial, right? Lifehouse? No, it wasn't Lifehouse. We were talking, we were singing Lifehouse. Yeah, Lifehouse on the brain. This is. Switchfoot. 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 They were a big band in uh, One Tree Hill. <laughs> a lot of pivotal One Tree Hill scenes had Switchfoot. Dare you to run. Okay, so we'll see if that's what they do. And if the Dolphins are dumb enough to do that, well, then they don't deserve to win on Sunday night. Hand it to Mostert. Hand it to Mostert instead of throwing it to Tyreek Hill? That's stupid. 617. This is Mike McDaniel's song. 779. 7937. We'll get back into your feedback. And we have our triple play at triple 45 next.